Hey guys, Pastor Bear here. Welcome to the podcast for Real Church. We meet every Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sherpsburg. You can also check us out online at www.realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. I hope you enjoy this week's message. How are you guys doing today? Good? All right, me too. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's amazing whenever you, uh, you know, you're going through a little tough time or you feel discouraged and come to, come to worship, even as a pastor and you have people pray for you, it's an amazing thing. And you kind of lift, get that burden lifted. It really does. Listen, one of the hardest things that we do as people is we have to try and discern what God's will is for our lives. And not only that, but not, and, and that's kind of an overarching thing of what is God's will for my life? Like, what is it that I, what is it that God wants me to do in this particular area? And that's kind of an overarching thing. But today I want to talk about something a little bit different. Today I want to talk about something that honestly, I weigh in more on this issue than anything else. I weigh in more on this issue. I'm asked to talk to uh, people about this than anything else. This particular thing we're going to talk about today is what I'm asked to speak on more than anything else whenever I go to meet with someone. It's the one thing that seems to confuse everyone, uh, including me sometimes, honestly, but I think there's a really clear path to finding out what the answer to this question is. And I think today, um, while I love talking to you guys, uh, maybe I can help you. you know, one of my goals is, is, is not to always feed you, but to get you to feed yourself. Does that make sense eventually? And then you can teach other people how to, how to do that, and they can learn to feed themselves. And we can just have this discipleship, uh, big old huge wave that just goes out and out and out. And so today, the message, the question that I have is this. When facing a decision... How can I discern God's will? When I'm facing a decision, how can I discern God's will? I told you we were going to look at Romans chapter 12. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. I got verse 2 up there. I want to read verse 1 as well. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. Now, I love, I love what uh, the Message Bible, which is a paraphrase Bible, I love what it says here. It says, the paraphrase says this, it says, the best thing you can do for God is take your life and hand it over to Him as an offering. That's what it says. And then verse 2, it goes and it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let, and let me say what that means. That means don't seek your wisdom. Don't always follow and do exactly what the world's going to do. But let God transform you into a new person. And here you go. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you. And then it says this, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want to read that again. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. 
but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. And so right now, because you're here, you are in the process of your mind being changed. What is it being changed from? Well, we see in Genesis that whenever there was the fall, we had one nature. And whenever there was the fall, we all of a sudden developed a different nature. We like to sometimes call it our sinful nature. That means that we, when given a choice, one or the other, we will always default toward that which benefits us and nobody else. You don't have to teach your kids to be selfish, do you? You don't have to teach your kids to lie, do you? They do it pretty well automatically. That's kind of how it goes. That's our default. What, what he's saying here is, is he's saying, what Paul's saying is, is he's saying, listen, you change the way you're, you think. You transform, God is transforming us by changing the way we think so that our default is no longer, we get, the closer we get to, to heaven, the closer we get to eternity, it's no longer, it's no longer that default, but it starts going over to the other default. And so he says, if you do that, then you will learn to know God's will for you. Not only in a big sense, but also in an everyday situation, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When facing a decision, how can I discern God's will? Well, you know, one thing I know, I know this very well. If I pull up, and if I'm with Wendy, and I pull up to, uh, let's say, McDonald's, all right? And it's in the morning time. So when Wendy and I go on a trip, or when we leave to go out of town, or we go for a ride, there's something that must happen before around 8.30. My wife has to have coffee. Are you with me? She has to have coffee. Now here's what's interesting. I can pull up to McDonald's, roll down the window, and the lady says, welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you? No, it's more like, welcome to McDonald's, what you want? Um, And so I say, I want a large coffee with four cream and two Splenda. Wendy doesn't even have to say anything. I know what she wants. I know exactly what. You know how I know what she wants? I know what she wants because... I have a relationship with her. I have been walking with her for the last uh, 23, 24 years. I've got past that. 23 years and eight months, dear. Uh, but I've been walking with her for that long, right? All in a row, you know? We've been walking that path together. So when I pull up, I say, yep, four cream, two Splenda. Because I have a relationship with her. If I go to the store... And I'm standing in front of the ice cream aisle. And I'm looking at the mint chocolate chip over here. Or the butter pecan praline over here. I'm getting the butter pecan praline for Wendy. There's two reasons. One, she knows that Blake won't eat that and she can have more for her. (laughs) Two, two. The second thing. She loves that. That's her choice. That's what she would have me choose. How do I know that? Well, got a relationship with her. If I go to the store and I'm looking at root beer and there's a choice between Barks and A&W for my son, I am choosing Barks every single time. Every time. Why is that? Well, because I have a relationship with him. 
If I want my son not to touch a piece of cake I have, I put coconut on it because he doesn't like coconut. We like having coconut pie, don't we, honey? We know. It's not going to, you know, if you had a teenager, you put food in there, you go back an hour later and it's gone, right? And so we know that's what we can do. Why is that? Well, because I have a relationship. The same is true for you, and that's point number one. First, in order to understand and discern God's will, you have to have a relationship with God. I want you to hear that again. You have to have a relationship with God. God. The closer we get to God, the more clearly we can understand what it is that he would want us to do in any given situation. Are you with me? Now, here's what happens a lot. I'm going to be completely transparent with you and tell you what happens a lot. What happens a lot is that people do not develop a close relationship with God. They come to church on Sunday morning all right? And they, they're here for an hour or so. And then they leave and they come to church maybe the next week or the next week. And then they leave, but they never develop a closer relationship with God. And then all of a sudden, life hits them in the face. Life hits them in the face. And guess what they do? They call me, which is great. It's what I'm here for. But they call me. And the reason they call me is because they know, they know that I I have, I should, I do, have a close relationship with God. And they know I have been down a certain road that they haven't been down. And so they call me and say, hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? But here's the reality. Our goal here is to have you be so close to God that you understand and know what it is. Because when you have a close relationship with someone... When you have a close relationship with someone, you can, you can know God's will. But you have to have, just like I know that Wendy wants four cream and two Splenda. I know that. I know that Blake wants Barks root beer. That's what he wants. I know if I'm going to go see my buddy Kip, I get him a Kit Kat and a Mountain Dew, and he's happy the rest of the day. I know that. I know that. I know those things. Why? Because we have a close relationship. The same is true with you and God. How can you know and how can you make the best decision? Well, the first thing you have to do is, is you have to develop a relationship with God. Here's the second thing. And this is something I want you to listen. Please take this. If you don't hear anything else today, I want you to hear this. I want you to grind this into your head, okay? If you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to hear This, Lynn, let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. God's answer isn't going to go against his word. I want you to hear that. God's answer is never, ever, 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 ever going to go against his word. Ever, 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 ever. If you have a decision to make... And God's word says one thing. The answer for you is not going to be to go the opposite way. And that's what God said to do. Ever. I saw something a couple of weeks ago. On, you know, you see a lot of stuff on Facebook. I saw something a couple of weeks ago on Facebook where it was, a, it was a pretty blatant sin, to be honest with you. And someone said, oh, God's really blessing me. And I didn't say it, but I want to say, no, he's not blessing you, man. You need to repent. <laughs> that's not a blessing. You need to repent. You need to repent. You you need to repent of that sin first. 
Now, the blessing can come later after the repentance. Are you with me? God's never, ever, ever, ever going to go against his word. He's not. He's not. And I've heard so many people say, well, I prayed and this is what God told me to do. And I'm telling you right now, if someone tells me that, and it's clearly against God's word, you know what I say to them? Bull. Now, you may, you may think, it may make you feel good inside. And maybe you've got a friend that says, oh, yeah, that's what I would do too. But the truth of the matter is, if it goes against God's word, if it goes against God's word, God's not going to direct you to do that. Because he can't go against his word. Are you with me? His, his, his word's eternal. It's true. It's the way we live our lives. And he's not going to go against that. God will never go against his word. And if you're searching out a decision in your life on what way you should go, the first thing you need to know is, is you need to have a close relationship with God. The second thing is, though, is that he's not going to go against what his word says. And so the minute you search in his word and you find out, oh, okay, I see what he says here. That's what you need to go with for your decision. That's what he asks you to do. The third thing is this. God can use others to reveal his will. Okay, I'm going to be really blunt here. He can use others to reveal his will. But you better be careful. You've got to be careful. There's a story in the Old Testament where David, David had set up this whole scheme to get, to get Bathsheba. And, and his buddy comes to him and he says, hey, listen, he says, uh, I, there's a story of this, this man who, who, and he goes and tells this big long story about how this man went and he had all these other riches, but he went and he wanted this one man's, this one man's possession. And this guy had all these riches and he went and he killed that man and took the possession away. And the, David got so ticked off. David said, let me tell you something. I don't know who that man is, but he needs to be killed right now. We need to go find him. And his buddy looked at him and said, David, you're the man. It's you. It's you. You're the person that did that. When you tried to get this man's wife and have him killed, you're the person that did that. You know what that's called? It's called wise counsel. And when you are going to seek counsel from someone else, let me encourage you. Don't go ask someone who's awful with money, hey, do you think I should buy this? Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you know what they're going to say? Heck yeah, you should buy it, man. When we going out? What's up? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Don't do that. Don't, listen, if you are having trouble in your marriage, don't go talk to the three ladies at work who are constantly complaining about their husbands. Well, you know, what do you guys think I should do? They'll say, ditch that old goat, man. You know what I mean? Ditch the zero and get you a hero. Are you with me? That's what they're going to say. It always amazes me whenever I have a student that comes to me and they're like, well, you know, uh, you know I, I, I talked to so-and-so and what they said to do was this. And I was like, who's so-and-so? He's a kid in my class. I said, man, that kid in your class, you know, that can't even drive. What does he know? What are you talking about? You know, come on. That kid in your, when three boys get together, teenagers, they share one brain. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Come on. The last thing he said was, hey, y'all, watch this. He's not going to make a wise decision. He's not. 
But what's so funny, and we can see that so clearly. Listen, we can see that so clearly in teenagers, can't we? But here's the thing. We don't see it in ourselves. The Scripture calls that when you, it says in the end times, people are going to search out their own truth, and they're going to be looking for people, and they're going to look for people that will scratch those itching ears that they have to hear what it is they want to hear. It's been amazing to me through my ministry life what people say that God told them. Let me say this. If you have someone comes up to you and says, hey, listen, God told me to tell you this. Run away. Because let me tell you why. God can tell you. You have a relationship with him. God doesn't need to use an intercessor all the way through the line. He can, if he wants to speak to you, he can speak to you. He can do that. And so I encourage you to be very careful. He can use other people. Who are those wise people? Here's what Proverbs 12 says. It's found in verse 15. Lynn doesn't have this up there. It's Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is one who listens to counsel. He listens to wise counsel. That's a wise man. He listens to wise counsel. Who's wise counsel? Well, I'll tell you for me, if I'm going to seek wise counsel, I'm going to seek someone who's older than I am and who's been through more things than I've been through. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek wise counsel with someone who is older than I am and who's been through more things than I've been through. I'm going to seek that out for myself. Uh, wise counsel could be a counselor that you go to. See, a lot of times we will go to people that have an agenda. Are you with me? They have an agenda. Their agenda is, is either going to be too much for you or too much against you. Are you with me? If you go to a counselor, they don't have an agenda. They have no, they have no irons in the fire here. They're just giving you feedback on what they feel like. God has said and what God would do. And if you go to a great counselor, you'll go to a biblical counselor that'll open up the scriptures with you and say, here's what God's word says. Because in the end, it all needs to go back to that. It really does. Maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's me. Maybe you come to me and say, hey, listen, here's what, listen to wise counsel. But don't just take my word for it. If I tell you today, all these things I'm telling you, go back and look at the scriptures that I quoted today. Make sure that it's lining up with what God's word says. Because God's not going to go against what his word says. He's not. And so I encourage you, I encourage you to be very careful who it is that you will listen to in a certain situation. Be very careful. Here's the next thing. God gave you a brain for a reason. All right? I want you to hear that. God gave you a brain for a reason. I don't know why this is. I don't know why this is. Now, God does some miraculous things. And when Jesus was here, he did something that I call opposite world. Opposite world. He did that. He did opposite world where he would come in and the world would say this and he would do right the opposite and he would be shown to be right because the world was going in the wrong direction. But I want you to know this. God gave you intellect for a reason. He did. He gave you the ability to think and process for a reason. For some reason, I have seen so many people, because they are going to a church or they spiritualize something, I've seen so many people make dumb decisions and be taken down a wrong path and be taken by someone who was just some kind of charlatan. I've seen that in churches because they're not using their brain. They think, you know what? This must be of God because it's something way out of the ordinary. Can I tell you something? 
most of the time, what I counsel people is what they already know. They've already worked it out. They've already prayed about it. They've already connected with God, and they come to me for confirmation. He gave you a brain for a reason. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, listen, if you invest $5,000, you can have a million next week, don't give them the money. And if you do get the million, tithe it. But don't give them the money, all right? <laughs> don't, give, don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. I've seen more people taken advantage of because something has been spiritualized. Oh, it's, this is a God thing. Ooh, listen, you know God like I do. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same in your life. Listen, there's nothing more or less. You can, you can use your own intellect to say, you know what? I'm going to line myself up with God, and I'm going to use what God gave me to make this decision. In the scriptures, in Proverbs, it says this. It says, uh, uh, it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not uh, depend on your own understanding. And go to the sixth one. Seek, all, uh, seek his will on all you do, and he will show you which, uh, which path to take. Let's go back to verse 5, all right? A lot of people always say this. Well, you know, I'm just not going to lean on what I know. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to, you know, this person is saying that this is a God thing. So I'm, listen, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do, don't depend on your own understanding. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know what that means? It means that you have a relationship with God. You've connected with God. You know what his word says. And because you've done all those things, you don't have to lean on some worldly understanding. You don't have to try to figure it out on your own. And then go to the sixth one, and it says, seek his will. Because you've done all these, you're going to seek his will. And then he's going to give you the answer. He's going to show you the way. But it's because you've built a relationship with him. Does that make sense? Here's the final thing. What if you decide, make a decision, and all of a sudden, what if you mess up and make the wrong decision? You know, whenever, uh, whenever I, was, I was little, I, um, I, I, you know, I would make dumb decisions. I mean, I was like three or four years old, and I'd make dumb decisions, you know. I'd go in and I'd eat too many cookies or I'd, you know, whatever. And my mom and dad, you know what they did? They kicked me out of the house. I was four. They kicked me out of the house. I was sitting there with my little Cookie Monster lunchbox and my little, ba- my little uh, um, uh, six, six million dollar man backpack and I was walking down the road, I was four because I made the wrong decision. I did. My dad said, I'll never forget it. Man, you don't ever, you know you made the wrong decision. <laughs> Kicked me right out of the house, man. Listen, I can tell you, I was on Weems Place, W-E-E-M-S, it's in Waverly. I was walking down Weems Place. Kicked me out of the house. I got up to the Ben Franklin, caught the bus, went right up to Nashville and tried to make it on my own. (laughs) Four years old. Isn't that pitiful? Isn't that pitiful? Seriously. I was playing guitar with my Cookie Monster thing opened up on the side of Nashville right there, (laughs) dropping coins in. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, isn't it? Of course I didn't do that. You know what my parents did when I made a bad decision? They sat down and they said, son, you made a bad decision. Here's why you made the bad decision. Here's what I want you to learn from this. The next time you make a decision, I want you to consider these things. I love you. I support you. 
Let's get at it. That's exactly what God will do for his children. People come and they say, well, what if? What if? And I'm going to say, hey, listen, this is the beauty of who Christ is. Now, he's not going to deliver you from your consequences. He's not going to deliver you from your consequences. That's not the way his economy works, and it shouldn't work that way. Because you and I both know if we don't face the consequences, we're not going to learn. Everyone here has seen parents who don't give their kids consequences. All right? He's not going to do that. But what he is going to do is, is he's going to love you and guide you onto the next thing. It's like what I've told you about, about the GPS. You're driving down the road, GPS, you make a wrong turn. It says recalculating. Recalculating. You get back on the right path and you keep driving. Oh, you're going to make a wrong turn again. That GPS comes on and it says recalculating. I can't prove this, but sometimes it says it with a little bit of an attitude, doesn't it? It's like recalculating the first time. The next time it's like <sighs> recalculating. Maybe not, but that's what I feel. But seriously, recalculating, recalculating. What's it doing? It's trying to get you to the point that you have desired to go. And it recalculates every time to that same point. Listen, God will do the same thing for you. The great thing about God's economy is, is that while you, you, can, you can be free to step out of your comfort zone, you can be free to take a step out and Try some things. You can be free to step out and say, you know what, God, I'm not pleased with this job. God, I ask you right now to give me opportunities to open up for a new job. God, I, I, this, is, this is where I think you're leading me. And the cool thing is, is when you're so close to him, when you're so close to him, you know, here's the cool thing. I'm standing in front of the, of the, the ice cream and there's mint chocolate chip and then there's, there's, there's butter pecan. All right. And I look down and I see the heavenly flavor of moose tracks. All right. That's what I see. I pick that moose tracks up and I go home and I say, hey, I got the moose tracks. She's like, ah, the right thing to do would get the butter pecan. And then she says, listen, I'll try the moose tracks out, but I love the butter pecan. That's the right thing. That's what I really want. That's that's what I really want. So next time you go, I'm going to eat the butter. I'm going to eat the moose tracks. You can't. Wendy Williams, if there's ice cream in the house, she will sniff it out like a hound dog. I'm telling you, she will. She loves it. It's her favorite food. That and coffee, her favorite food. But, but I'm telling you right now, you, you have another opportunity to go back to the store and do the right thing. It's not like, well, the whole thing's falling over. Oh, it's, it's awful. You may think, gosh, man, I've made big mistakes in my life. I've made huge mistakes in my life. I have. I've made massive mistakes in my life. I've lost a house. I've, I've done this or done that. Can I tell you what you do? You recognize your mistakes. You repent. You ask for forgiveness. And then you begin now to walk in God's grace. In James chapter 4, it says this. It says that whenever we do mess up, that God gives us more grace. And then more grace. And then more grace. And then more grace. Why does he do that? He does it for the same reason that my parents didn't put me on Weems Street heading toward Nashville. Because he loves me and he loves you. It's the same thing. That's how you determine God's will 
in a certain situation. Let me pray over you. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for who you are. Lord, thank you that you love us so much that you would, gosh, Lord, that you would, man, let us mess up. Uh, It's just like Romans 12 says, you just want to form us. You want to help us. You want to guide us. You want to direct us. Lord God, I pray that you would, I pray that you would really, Lord, let us experience the freedom, experience the freedom that's only found in you. I pray that you would let us experience the freedom that's only found in you. The freedom that comes from knowing you and feeling the love that you have for us and being free, just like a four-year-old, to be able to make some mistakes, to be able to try a few things, and to be able to know, know that even if we fall, that you're going to be there to catch us. God, that's who you are. I pray that everyone here sees that that's who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and let's sing our last worship song. Let's stand up. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or if you would like to contact us at Real Church, please go to our website at www.realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us on Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Also, check out our website or Facebook page for directions. Until next time, God bless, and remember to love God, love others, and live real.